365 Days of Sport. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for listening. You have found 365 Days of Sport, which is officially the greatest sports radio show on the planet. My name is Beefy. I am the world's biggest sports fan, which is official. It is official. And that is Rob Bryce, the man how, from how Auckland. Do they, how do they find out? How, how do the search engines work on the iPhone sort of arrangement? How are they? How are these people from Mongolia finding us? Well, I'm and, glad uh, you... From the Ukraine. I'm glad you mentioned the uh, new listeners from Mo- Ukraine in Kiev and uh, Ulaanbaatar in that, Mongolia. Good. Yes. Is that, is that was, we were going to go to Mongolia. We were for yeah. the um, big festival there for their... Uh, a bit of horse racing they have there. Yeah, and uh, uh, mounted archery and a bit of wrestling they do. Mm. Great Mongolian colours. wrestling. We've heard of Mongolian wrestling. It happens in Mongolia. Yeah, it does. Yeah, Clues in the name. It all comes together nicely there. Yeah, so we were going to go to their festival. The whole country shuts down for about three days mm. and uh, they all celebrate their festivities and get dressed up and mm. put on a big show. Well, that was one of my biggest disappointments, actually, that uh, we didn't get there. Yeah, yeah. What, what were you going to say about Mongolia just now? What, what, that we brought that up? Did you have well, to no, follow just, on from that? Or no, just saying thanks for mentioning the Mongolian listener. Yeah, the yeah. Mongolian listener and the new listener in the Ukraine as well. Thanks for joining yeah, us. Yeah, must be multilingual. Yeah. Oh, well, you'd hope so. Mm. Because otherwise, if they only speak Mongolian, don't speak any English, they're probably going to struggle with this show. Do they have their own language, Mongolian? Yes. Yeah, right. Mongolian. Yeah, that's it. Yep, it it's, is. It's not like Russian, it's not like Chinese, Kazakhstani. It, it probably is a combination of all three. Yeah. I would have thought. They're all sort of bordering there, aren't they? They are. Hey, I watched the uh, Bachelorette uh, an oh, episode this week just yeah. to see what's 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 sort what of your going competition on there. is. What my competition is yeah. was was indeed. Yeah, you've never come across such a bunch of chumps in really? all your life. Like poor Sophie, oh, she comes no. across really well. Sophie, Monk. oh, does she? Yeah, and these guys, oh, this Muppet, he's like he owns a, a vineyard, right? Oh, okay, but he, he sort of keep, tries to keep it quiet because he's, oh, just, he's yeah. just I'm just a regular everyday yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, as soon as you say to anyone, I'm just a regular person like everyone else, yeah. it means you spend a lot of time thinking about yourself, yeah. which means you're a twat, it means you're an insecure moron, Have constantly ever... assessing where you fit into in society and all that sort Have of. stuff. Have you ever told anyone you're just a regular guy? Never, never. <laughs> I would right. never say that. Yeah, it should be assumed. Should be, yeah. All people are regular. Innocent till proven guilty. <laughs> <laughs> and um, anyway, so this bloke is, is going on about how he reckons the problems as soon as he mentions the vineyard. Oh, yeah. The women just all tighten up and they all just see him for his money and his family oh, and all yeah, this yeah. sort of, you know, the family money, whatever else. And so Sophie identified that because she had that problem with her celebrity status. She thinks that people oh, think she's right. this yep. p- promiscuous blonde yep. sort of sleep around slapper. When which, in fact, which she was. she's just a regular person. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, and this guy, he spent 10 years in the army or something. Oh, yeah. And he's, you got to make a woman laugh, mate. You, you do. you, you got to make them laugh. If yep. you can't do that. It's all over. They, they don't just want to talk serious, deep shit all the time. Yeah. Or else it just becomes very, very boring. This is me, of course, a successful guy with women who's had <laughs> endless long relationships. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, you, but you've learned a lot, Rob. You've learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm watching this guy. He said, mate, uh, the reason women don't like you is because you're in a boring twat. Exactly, yep. So don't blame your vineyard and your wine. In fact, maybe drink a bit more of it. He might be a bit more interesting. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? I think that's his first uh, first error of judgment, actually. Yeah. Telling good. people he owns a vineyard. I would love to own a vineyard. Oh, really? I don't know. It's sort of as dangerous me owning a vineyard. It'd be like if I owned a pub. How's our Masita this week? Have they got anything uh, to say for themselves? Yep. Doing great, guys. Just signed a big deal with Gold Ooh, Coast United, my actually, word. to play in the Premier League's how uh, big's big well big just oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all about the names mm. 
Gold Coast United, they've got names. Is that, is that That's obviously A-League. Well, they were A-League. That was yep. Clive Palmer's old team. Oh, of course. And, um, oh, Clive. He fell out with the league. And, uh, well, basically, they've been resurrected from the dead okay. by a group of businessmen. And now they are, they've got to play in the National Premier Leagues first. And then their goal is to get back in the A-League within three to five years. Was so. the falling out with Clive over him wanting to put a Tyrannosaurus Rex on the pitch? <laughs> in the middle of the like pitch, that? yes, it definitely was. <laughs> I think he wanted to mine under the uh, pitch just to make sure there was no gas or coal there. He had yeah. a few ideas on things, old Clive. Yep. Yeah. He, likes, he definitely likes, likes to try things. Does he still own that golf course? Coolum. Yeah, I'm not sure he does. One with all have, the, have the you one seen with all the, the dinosaurs. Tyrannosaurus Rex on it. Well, that's that was one of the most funniest things ever for mm. a golf tournament because they held the Australian PGA there, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And he had a three-year contract, and as soon as he started building these fifty-foot dinosaurs around the course, <laughs> the Australian PGA say, well, "I don't think the tournament should be there." He goes, "We've got a contract. You're going to play here." So <laughs> that actually had, looks pretty good. I think <laughs> they had a golf tournament. Well, you really, see it from the side with the big bush in the background. Yeah. It's Jurassic it Park, real pretty, life. Yeah, pretty mm. ridiculous. But there you go. That's Clive Palmer. We should uh, see what Clive's doing. Actually, uh, get him on the show sometime. He must look and be looking for publicity nowadays. You can't pay him out that much if Pauline Hanson's in Parliament. He's better than her. It was not. It was not hard. I don't think he's but, a, like uh, a racist. Pauline speaks for the people, whereas Clive speaks for himself. That's the problem. She that's doesn't the, speak for the people. She speaks for a small group of idiots. <laughs> I don't know if they're a small group. They're actually quite substantial, unfortunately. How much of a feminist is Pauline? Ah, oh, it's a very good question, Robert. I don't think I don't think she would be a great feminist, to be honest. Hmm. Yeah. Because if that's she a, was, that, that goes against everything else. You know what I mean? Hmm. She 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 will enhance inequality in some areas. Yeah. But. Not that's a, yeah. Oh, that's we scrupulous. Should, that's a yeah. scrupulous I, question. We should, that, Rob. We should research. Uh, we Pauline should probably Hansen's get dance. some other people on to talk about that because mm. at the end of the day, this is a sports show. I was about to say, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> We've gone well off track. What's happening in uh, in the world of sport? This well, week? This outside is, of Pauline Hansen, this is a and, belter. Uh, feminist non-issues. Here's the headline: Colorado cops search for poop and run jogger. Yes, that's the headline. <laughs> this is uh, this is a genuine goes. story. Right. Police in Colorado looking for a jogger they say is repeatedly interrupting her runs to defecate in public in one neighbourhood. So hang on. Are they finding the leftovers or are they seeing her do it and then she runs off? The first time she did it, or they, they, they caught her for the first time, yeah. it was some family's kids. They thought, oh, it's a one-off. She got caught. Like, all right, fair enough. She had to do an emergency this poo. Is, this is a grown woman. This is a grown woman. Right. Then they've caught her doing it again. Just play the news report, Rob, and make your own mind up. Well, this is new tonight. A family has had enough. They say a woman is defecating on their sidewalk in, in Colorado Springs. The family says they've caught her in the act twice now. They've begged her to stop, but now Springs police are getting involved. Spencer, this is so gross. What is the family saying about how often this is happening? Elisa, according to the Buddy family, about once a week, they're getting all too familiar with the paper towels she wipes with and the nasty surprises she leaves behind. We call her the Mad Paper Pine Creek. <laughs> Kathy Buddy and her family have had enough. And it's not like it's private. People can see you. I mean, we're seeing her. So. Pants around ankles in broad daylight. Her kids saw it happen first. They came screaming, you know, you're not going to believe this. They're like crying. They're like, there's a lady taking a poop. And so I come outside, it's like, oh, dear goodness. <laughs> are you serious? Are you, are you really taking a poop right here in front of my kids? And she's like, yeah. Sorry. Kathy says if that was it, there wouldn't be a problem. And so I thought for sure she's mortified. It was an accident. She'll go get a dog bag, come back, clean it up, you know, and never run here ever again. Um, not the case. 
Kathy says the runner knows what she's doing and comes with napkins in her pockets. There's a bathroom across the street right here. Um, our park has porta potties. Um, there's a gas station right here. She's even working on an embarrassing smear campaign to get her to cut the, well, you know. It's disgusting. I mean, bottom line is it's disgusting. Officers have asked Kathy to snap some pictures of the runner and get the word out hoping she will stop before indecent exposure and public defecation charges. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society to drop your trouser and relieve yourself right there when you know there's people around, especially. Kathy let me know she's had other people come forward and say that they have the same thing happening to them. They've seen that woman relieve herself outside of a Walgreens and in people's backyards. If you know who she is, police would love to hear from you. Lisa, back to you. I was waiting for some sort of explanation as to what well, not- happened because I, I immediately thought, I mean, once you could definitely understand like sort of, because I mean, I go running yep. regularly yep. and I'll tell you quite often that urge does kick in Yeah, and there are two bathrooms around Caulfield Park and I've had to use them oh, nice. mid run. Yep. Uh, obviously that's the right thing to do. I, it, it is not impossible if you were in dire straits. To have to do what she does. As soon as I heard the word sidewalk on concrete, like not even attempting to hide in a bush or nothing, yeah, that's when uh, it gets a little weird, doesn't it? The one, the one bit was they've seen it do outside Walgreens, which is a shop, <laughs> like it's a chemist type department store. I'm thinking, oh, that's a bit rude. So but this is genuinely some sort of odd fetish. I think so. Where she gets a thrill out of it. Uh, um, that's that's what I'm leaning towards now. But um, there's a toilet paper company in the States called Charmin. And uh, as an incentive to turn herself in, toilet paper company Charmin offered the mysterious mad pooper a year's supply of toilet paper to help her with her runs. Uh, but I think you're right. I think it's she's just getting off on mm. having, a, having a poo in that's public. Very... I'm starting to become concerned at how regularly we're coming to uh, this sort of content. Really? Yeah. Well, not, not concerned, but it's, it, there's quite a few stories we've had over the there was the uh, cycling episode. Yes. There was the... Uh, I had uh, Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Um, um, the UFC fighter. the UFC fighter. Who did it in the ring. Yeah. And there's been definitely other ones where it's come up just in regular conversation. Yeah. Is this becoming a more prominent thing in the amongst adults? Are they losing control? Or, you know... It's all to do with diet, Rob, as you well know. You think so? We've talked to Dr. Ev, we've talked to Craig Harper, it's all about diet. I'm not sure you can blame diet for intentionally, in broad daylight, squatting on a pavement. Well, yes. called not quite right in the head. Well, that's obviously the case. There's no explanation for that. Imagine, as a kid, if I saw that, I would think it was hilarious. Yeah, the first time, probably not the second time. Weren't you here yesterday? (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) hey, let's go to Auckland. Yes, Kids at at this school, Blockhouse Bay, Rob, are you Blockhouse familiar Bay, with North Block- Shore? Yep. Sure. So they had a visit from the Auckland Warriors. Oh. Or some of the Auckland, not all of them. Mm. A couple of kids at the uh, at the school were sent to timeout. They basically had to go to the naughty step because they asked the Warriors, one, mm. why were they so bad? And two, why did they lose so often? <laughs> um, how did they respond? They Well, the, the Warriors kind of took it in good stead, but... Yeah. It was more the school's principal took exception. Rude. So he obviously could sense that the kids were being smart asses. I'm not too sure whether they were. I think it was it's probably they lost nine straight at the end of the year. So right. um yeah, yeah, you know yeah, and yeah. they've got some stars playing for yeah. them. Rob, tell us about Manaa Katanga. Do you I, know about Manana Manaa Katanga? No, what are you talking right. about? That that sounds Samoan to me. Well, it's Maori. Now Manaa Kitanga, roughly translated. No, because translate- Māori doesn't have apostrophes in it. Well, there's no. It's M A N A A K 
Because you told me you have to pronounce every vowel. Oh, with a double A. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, see, I'm married. But very rare do very I see, rare. The, see the double Mana'a A. Kitanga. Uh, roughly translates to hospitality and respect in English. So the online Maori dictionary defines the term as the process of showing respect, generosity, and I care see. for others. So in the school values, mm. apparently asking the warriors why they were so bad and why they lost so yeah. often yeah. wasn't showing good mana'a kitanga. Right, right. Uh, I, I hear what they're saying. Yeah. I think the warriors would ask themselves that question enough without being badgered by some <laughs> 10-year-old kid. You know, <laughs> would right. go home and have time to reflect. It's not like if you walk off after losing nine games in a row going, oh, that was pretty good. Yeah. You don't need someone to inform you that no, you're doing it. poorly. No, that's but it. They did, they did ask why, so they should have some, some reason as to what technically they might be doing wrong. Are they just not really into it? I used to, I used to look Feeling at it a bit lazy. Pretty, pretty bluntly when uh, people say, oh, you know, what happened? And they say, well, they scored more points than us. Mm. Generally, because that's a, that's what happens in quantitative team sports. Yeah, sure, people. Will, I, I don't. I don't like the. Why did you win? Or when we come off and you like say so that was a pretty bad performance. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> yeah, I, I was aware of that. I, it was me. I, I did it. Do you know I, what? I, I was the one out there being rubbish. Yeah. Instantly drawn back to Charlie Andrews now about when he's when he went into the rant about what's with this humble bullshit about you can't celebrate yeah. your wins. <laughs> They've been made to write a letter of apology to the Auckland Warriors. Okay, well, I'm on the fence with that one. It's just they asked the question. Yeah. I, if that was me and some little kid asked me that, it depends how young. If he was about, if the kid's about 13 or 14, then he's being a smart ass. Now, if the kid's about six, yeah. then he doesn't really know any better. I think you're in between. What's an intermediate school, Rob? What that's, age group's uh, that? 11, 12, 13. So that's what age they are? Yeah, right. That's old enough to be a smart ass. Look, if you're a rugby league fan and you've lost nine straight, mm. perhaps they are valid questions. But as opposed to um, Manata Katanga, mm. uh, perhaps they're not. Perhaps, right. I don't know whether those uh, values are drilled into you at these schools. I don't know if they're married kids or not, by the way. So uh, mm-hmm. It seems that discipline was required. Yeah. But to install that uh, idea, Manata, well, I can't remember what the word is. Manata Katanga. Yeah. Well, you're probably saying it wrong still, which oh, is probably sorry. making it harder for me to understand. Because <laughs> oh, um, you're fluent in Mary. <laughs> no, I forgot about I know, that. <laughs> I know. I think the, the tanga, that's wrong. I've not, now I can't remember what I was going to say. I don't know. Does it, does it matter? Nah, not anymore. I think I've had enough of this one. Anyway. Yeah. What's, what's next in the news? Talking of rants, how is this? This is brilliant. This is an ESPN host called Don LaGreca. Now, they're doing their show about the New York Giants and why they're so bad. Did he have to throw the football? Come on, stop it already. All right, everybody's coming up with these now. Oh, well, this offensive lineman, only 27% of the time was Eli pressured from his left side on Monday nights when Sean McDonough's the announced. Stop. Stop creating some narrative that you, everybody knows football better than somebody else. Your eyeballs tell the story. The offensive line sucks. Period. That's my stat. You want a stat? You want sabermetrics? Offensive Don Le- at Don LaGreca tweeted last night. Offensive line stinks. That's the stat. Give me a break. That's what we're going to do, Michael. We're going to be like accountants now in baseball. Uh, was it the Pythagorean theorem? The Pythagorean theorem said that the Red Giants offensive line, that their record should be one in one. That's the Pythagorean theorem said that the what? Giants offensive line, that their record should be two and all. When I talk to that, when I talk, when I talk Pythagorean theorem, I sound like that. No. Oh. The people that trust the oh. Pythagorean theorem, okay. the people that listen to the Pythagorean theorem, the people that sit there at their desk that only know the naked body through National Geographic to do the math to come up with the Pythagorean theorem. That's what they sound like. 
Quidditch. It's football. I've been watching it for 40 years. 40. 40 years. That's one of the worst offensive lines I've ever seen. And they have not gone this long without scoring 20 points since 77-78 when Joe Pisarczyk was their quarterback. Patterson playing Joe. So take that with your Pythagorean theorem. The Joe Pisarczyk theorem. You're dead. He sounds a little frustrated. Yeah. Do you know what, though? He's absolutely spot on because people come up with all these meaningless stats about... Yeah. I mean, I know we've gone through Moneyball and all that, you know, this little stat that perhaps mm. makes you win games. Mm. The main stat is the New York Giants' offensive line is rubbish. Right. And that's why you lose games. Okay. There's no theories. Mm. You can see it. Sure. You don't need stats. Yeah. And he's absolutely 100, 110% spot mm. on because these last few weeks... Aussie Rules Finals. Mm. You listen to the sports radio station here. Melbourne is incredibly intrinsically based around AFL and life is AFL. Aussie Rules for you listening overseas. There are so many stats and theories about you can't have too many big men. You can't have too many small men. You need this, Mm. you need that, you need this and the other. Bullshit. If you Mm. play better than the other team, you should win. Right. Well, that's all, yeah, that's all fair and good, and uh, I hear what you're saying. But it should be noted that that guy is a bit mental. <laughs> now, what he was getting at this, somebody came up with this Pythagorean Pythagorean theorem about baseball, oh. right? Oh, right. So and he was Pythagoras trying to, theorem. That's that's, that's about that's, triangles. That's, that's very different to is this. Is that a squared plus b squared equals c squared? Uh, yeah. Or is that no, the no, pi? No, you're right. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Or, well, then what's pi three point one six two? That's that's three point one four one five nine two seven. Yep. Pi R squared is the area of a circle. And that's sorry. a whole other thing than Pythagoras' Pythagoras theorem. Pythagoras' theorem is to do with the hypotenuse of right and right, right angle triangles. triangle yes. Yeah, I recall that. Uh, You've got to th- be pretty clever to figure that out. Well, that was the Greeks mm. in 5000 yeah. BC figured that yeah. out, Rob. So I'll tell uh, you who should be concerned mostly about this is Pythagoras and his name being spoiled by this idiot and his football rant. Well, because it's actually quite an achievement, and it's oh, uh, the, the old three four five is form. was definitely a massive achievement. But actual, in terms yeah. of what he's saying, is America, especially American football and baseball, mm. revolve around statistics, yeah. and they shouldn't be. If you're getting beat up front, same in rugby union. If your pack is bigger, stronger, faster, more mobile and gets to the breakdown quicker and gets the ball out quicker, mm. more than likely you're going to win. And what this guy's saying is the New York Giants have a really, really bad set of big men up front. They're not going to win any games. Mm. But people are trying to create the fact that they're getting beat from one side or the other. There's a percentage of play, so you get done on one side. He's saying, no, mm. they're shit, yeah, and they're yeah. going to get beat. And, and, I, and I hear his point, but I also hear his stupidity. Oh, because yeah. I don't think it's... Just frustrated. Someone should frustrated, be, yeah, Rob. but it's just a football match. It's just <laughs> yeah. a football match. You don't need to lose it. Why don't you talk about Kim Jong-un? Why don't you talk about Donald Trump or something? And go Rob, I've, like seen that, you, or... I've seen you when Hawthorne lose to GWS or Brisbane. When? In we, general. We didn't lose to GWS. We tied. <laughs> and Brisbane, we But beat I've seen Brisbane. how you get frustrated. Yeah, but I'm not going to go and do a rant like that. I'm not even speaking English. It's something like Scooby-Doo. Well, true. And he's, look, he's, he's got a job in the media, this guy. So you, well, where, where's he from? Do you know what? Is he just some lame podcaster? No, no, he's ESPN. <laughs> do you know what? You've actually hit the nail on the head because he creates rants like this to get people listening right. and keeps himself in a job by... Yeah creating ranks. He's lunatic. Does, so he's going with the Trump approach. Although he's probably making better points. I'm gonna wipe out North Korea. I'm gonna destroy 
North when, Korea. That, when was that? He doesn't have a southern accent, Trump. I know. I is, just, is, he, is he from uh, New York? I think he is, yeah. Yeah. I just wonder how Trump's wall's going. It's not a wall anymore, it's a fence. There's already a fence there, though. <laughs> was he not upgrading it to a wall? I just, I loved, I hate talking about this shit. Um, I just loved. <laughs> Did you ever see that press conference with Sean Spicer trying to defend the fact that it wasn't a wall? But it was a fence. And oh, a fence is a wall. Right. Or a wall yeah. is a fence. you got to get your And there was three right. types of fences. And it was just okay. like, oh my God. Just yeah. get over it. It's going to be something there and it's going to resemble a fence or a wall. Anyway. What about this headline? Wales on Sunday. This promising rugby player had his leg amputated after his injury was infected by dog poo in the 1970s. Oh, back to... It's a lot of poo this week, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's becoming more and more prominent uh, throughout. But hang on. So that's a bit of a disaster. Yeah, was he just playing a, on a on a really crappy field in the seventies, which was you know had a bit of dog poo on there, and it was just amputated now. It says uh, promising youth rugby captain who'd been captain under fifteen level for Wales, Colin Smith, had everything to look forward to, but a freak incident during a match saw Colin suffer compound fractures to his leg, which became a life changing injury due to infection from dog mm. mess on the pitch. So there, nineteen seventy nine, very bad. Never luck. played rug- rugby again, but he's supporting the uh, council Ronda Cunnan Taff. Mm. Uh, they're having a clamp down on dog walkers yeah, because they don't Picking pick up, up their dog poo see I thought it's just an absolute standard well, it well it seems be. the concern nowadays might be humans <laughs> mm. yeah. Yes. Oh, no. yeah. so all joggers must I carry mean, how, um, if, dog bags if, if, if humans can't be responsible for themselves how are we supposed to be looking after dogs well, that's it. Yeah. That's exactly right. It's a so, big downward um, spiral. Yeah. Everyone's got to be legs cutting off all over the place. So um, there's a new campaign called Sort Shit Out. That's the, that's, that's straight how to the good point. is that? Yeah. yeah. Straight to the point. So that's uh, another poopy story there. Yeah. That's, is that a pun or is it... Yeah, it is kind of a pun. No, it's real. That's not even a pun. It's, it's just, literal. just sort shit. Yeah, literal. Yeah. What are we going to do? Yes! Boom. Has your mother listened to this that sting yet? Um, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. yeah. Right. right. I'll, I'll, the, I'll yeah. introduce the segment. Rob is such a good actor, voice actor, voice professional, <laughs> rock star, singer. Yeah. He's going to take on the persona of a world sporting legend. Yeah. And I'm going to ask him questions, and I have got to guess who he is impersonating. Should I get into character? You can get into character. Rah! Is there no sausages this week? No, I don't know. This no, time I can no do, sausages. Do, don't need sausages. This okay week. then. Okay, so this is guess the guest, right, Mister Guest? Welcome to 365 Days of Sport. Welcome to Melbourne. It's a pleasure to be back here in Australia again, uh, beefy, uh, and here on 365 Days of Sport. You know, um, it's just been uh, it's been about five years since I was last here, and I just got to thank the Australian government for letting me in the country again, despite my conviction. Yes, it's uh, there's strict rules on. Uh, uh, convicted criminals actually coming to Australia. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a changed man. You know, uh, I, I keep working hard, and, and uh, you know, after everything went went wrong there, and uh, I spent my time in jail, which was not just really a great time in my life. And uh, after that, goddamn Buster Douglas, he knocked me out, and uh, he was just lucky with that one punch, and everything went down, down, down from there. And all of a sudden, people accusing me of being a rapist is bullshit. I didn't do it. I tell you, no, no, again, I did not do that. And then I come back out, and then I had to get fit again, and I come back, and I had to bite off that Evander Holyfield ear, and now I thought I'd come down, and nowadays the, the whole marketing career gone to pieces, and now I'm just trying to be a stand-up comedian because I'm hilarious. Stand-up comedy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen you on the, it. I've seen you on a couple of those uh, the roasts. Yeah. That you made some guest appearances on, but um, how you, how is your comedy going down? Well, it, uh, you know, the other thing is, uh, 
I got that spot on the hangover. And you know, I love that time when I got to do that bit with, uh, with the Phil Collins. You know that thong? Can you sing that thong? I can feel it coming in the air tonight. I love this bit. Hold on. He's a great drummer, that Phil Collins. You know, and nowadays me and Phil Collins, you know, I'm, I'm doing my stand-up in Vegas. And whenever he comes through Vegas, you know me. And I don't know you know this about Phil Collins. He loves cocaine. And we get right on him. Me and Phil Collins, he goes crazy. So you're clean, Mike. Oh, you know, sometimes I'm clean. You know, I I, I did, uh, I was, a, you know, I don't know if you heard about this, but I joined up Islam, and um, I was totally just so high. But um, <laughs> I just wanted to get involved with something that, you know, after all my past, that had a much deeper respect for women like Islam. Like Islam. Mm. Um, have you still got your pet tiger? Oh, you mean Fifi? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Fifi. Yeah, me and uh, me and Fifi, you know, uh, whenever I get me and Phil Collins and we get <laughs> he come along with us, and you know, I, I love it when I hide behind the couch with Fifi and Phil, like he goes to the bathroom because he goes and lining up, and then when he comes down the bathroom, me and Fifi just bang, and it's this tiger just right there, right in front of him, and we scared the shit out of that mother. Yeah, I can just imagine. I'm just picturing Phil Collins' face being confronted by Mike Tyson and a tiger. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, we did have such a great time, me and Phil. Um, but oh, what can I say? It's just, uh, it's it's a great, it's just a whole new different life, you know. And uh, I I try to refrain from telling people that I'm gonna eat their children, things like that nowadays because uh, the media goes a little bit crazy. But I just thank uh, the Lord, uh, Allah, um, Muhammad. And uh, I don't know which, I don't know if you know what I'm saying anymore. I'm getting my religions mixed up there. Is that, <laughs> that, that, is that the Islam? Well, you've that, been punching the head quite a bit, Mike, so uh, it's yeah. not surprising. Now, Mike, you're the youngest heavyweight champion. Beat um, Trevor Burbeck, uh, the punching preacher. Uh, mm. You're only uh, 20, I think you were. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. You know, I grew up on the streets of Brooklyn, and yeah. uh, it was a messy time in my life. Uh, I was getting in a whole lot of trouble. I kicked me into the police. But, uh, yeah. And I live with my coach, and I get up, and I channel all my violent ways. Yeah. Uh, and I want to, and I just kept smashing all those mofos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I knock him out in the first round every time. It's unfortunate the way life turned out. Robin Givens, that was the turning point for me. Yeah, well, that was right after that Buster Douglas. You know, goddamn that, goddamn Douglas. And, you know, he, he was a, he was pathetic in the end. You know, he come back. He's a big fat mofo. Yeah, I know. You know? He come a, he back d- and he, fat, and he get his ass kicked by that Evander Holyfield. Him, what are they, he's just a Christian gospel singing muscle man that Evander Holyfield. Yeah, you know Buster Douglas. He um he definitely dined out on that win. Pardon the pun. Oh my lord. Yeah. Well, it's a pleasure to be down here in Australia, and I'm just uh, it's great to be here on this three six five day the sporting oh. show. Well, Mike, thanks for joining us, Mike Tyson, there, former world heavyweight champion. Adi adi adi, oi oi oi. So we played the first song that came to his head It just so happened to be It was the worst song in the world It was the worst song in the world Listen to the song and it's clear of mine Because the words don't fit and the song is shit You're a talentless Now, I have it on good authority in the message I received this week that he has found the single worst song yep. of all time. Sports song. And it's apparently only three or four days old. Yeah, brand new. Now, it revolves around Tottenham Hotspur and American fans. Before we start this, <laughs> yeah. why in particular is this the worst song? There has to be an angle okay, here. Okay, play it and then I'll tell you. That's it? Yeah, I'm a big 
He's a player, by the way. That is. Musa Dembele. Tottenham for life. Tottenham for life. <laughs> uh, I need some context here. Yeah, okay. What, the, how what, good what? were the production values of oh, that, though? That, that was fantastic. Oh, no, he's gone uh, gone all out. Okay, yeah. so this bloke, Jesse Barnett, he's a Tottenham fan, right? Okay. So what context do you need? I want to know the level of seriousness in the, in the delivery of his performance. <laughs> well, they've, done, I, they've I, done a video okay. around White Hart Lane where Tottenham play, but uh, obviously they're not playing at White Hart Lane anymore. How, how seriously is it taken in the, in the video? Um, not that seriously because, right, he's written this to celebrate the bar mitzvah of his son. So his son's, what, 13 when you have bar mitzvahs and things, I think? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Now, he's walking around Wyatt Lane with a doll, which is purporting to be, you know, it's mimicking his son being born. So when it says... um he was born into, you know, the Tottenham thing. He was a lily white for life. And the cockerel shines okay. bright because of the Spurs badges of cockerel. Right. So, um, yeah, so he's walking around with this baby doll, like Lion King style, when yeah. he holds the baby up. <laughs> Just ridiculous. So, um, <laughs> well, I, I, the thing is, I love that piece of music. Oh, from, I from think it's, fan- it's fantastic, yeah. And it's it's uh, to just change the words again. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's definitely utterly ridiculous. He's Tottenham for life. <laughs> Moussa <laughs> Dembele. Dembele, Musa Dembele. Who's a player? And he's, he goes on about Pochettino, who's the manager. But the reaction uh, on Twitter, he goes, Comrade, you Spurs, he's another Spurs fan. He goes, Why would you put this on the internet where people could see it? <laughs> he's Tottenham for life. Yeah. Dembele, Musa Dembele. <laughs> like I said, production values, brilliant. Yeah. Sentiment, Ugh, questionable. I I need a lyric sheet while that's playing. So yeah, I, I haven't quite what, got one. On. Um, What's the official title of that? Uh, Tottenham, Tottenham for life. Probably or? is Tottenham for life. Mm-hmm. So, do, you, do you think think at Tottenham football matches that would be played now? 
There's a, there's a no, question. No, All it can't be. I mean, this guy's written it for himself, so to speak. But uh, in terms of that, I don't think Tottenham, the Tottenham faithful are going to get behind it. Well, well done, Beefy. Good, great worst song in the world. I, it is they, the worst. They I, keep coming. Just because of the content. But nah, to me, this is towards like a good worst song. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That I like. It's, yeah. not, it's not like general actual hatred. Absolute none. Like Serena and Lewis. Yeah, unlike yeah. that, yes. That is proper hatred. Right. I saw in the week that, um, talking of Lewis Hamilton, they did a press conference. Lewis Hamilton won in Singapore. Ricardo was second. And um, Did you see there's a big crash? I saw oh, the Oh, yeah, first, on the first straight. Yeah. But during the press conference, apparently Lewis Hamilton turned to Daniel Ricardo when, when they were interviewing the Finnish guy mm. and said, uh, oh, I've got to do a fart. And oh. uh, Ricardo said, oh, I've got to do one too. You go first. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton apparently just pulled over and nothing came out and then Ricardo just let one rip and the the Finnish lad just absolutely lost it and Ricardo came out and just as he was about to speak because he got him to speak in Finnish and uh, Ricardo said oh you can taste it I thought that was quite funny. It was brilliant. It's a very good old hour friend of the show, Daniel Ricardo. Yes, absolutely. That's very funny. Yeah, I, I hope that Red Bull car, they find some sort of secret technological yeah. answer to get it to beat the yeah. old Merck. Because I do yeah. want to see him win. We do. We mm. do. We love uh, We love Daniel Ricardo. Mm. What's up next? You're a world-class athlete, so why, oh, why did you have to go and eat all those pies? You know, when we started this segment, we said we didn't really want a fat shame. Yeah. We are. I've gone basketball. Ooh, now, these are the big basket, guys. Basketball. I don't know any fat bastards. There's some you know pretty what? solid blokes. There's a lot of solid blokes. But not the, the, the sort of pie-eating that will make this segment. Yeah. This is a prestigious... Well, this is allegedly... This is a prestigious segment for fat athletes. Yeah, that's right. This is the fattest guy ever to play in the NBA. What do we got? Who? He's called Oliver Miller. Okay. It says, Miller wasn't a star by any means, but in the early to mid-90s, his name carried weight around the league as much as oh, the man himself. I love a good pun in the first line. Yeah, there it is. It says, uh, quite frankly, it's amazing that Miller was even able to get up and down the court. Most big men struggle to keep up with the fast-paced game in the NBA, so it's hard to know whether to applaud the big O for being mm-hmm. able to play in the NBA mm-hmm. or critique him for being so heavy despite being a professional athlete. But Miller was able to play nine seasons in the NBA despite all the excess weight he had to carry around. So some people fat are great at what they do. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case for Oliver Miller, who ballooned to weigh over 300 pounds by... Three pounds, so it's about 160? Yeah, something like that. So in the end, they reckon he was closer to 400 pounds. He was six foot nine. Six nine. Uh, yep. That's not craziness for. I mean, yeah, that's, but, he, but for a basketballer, when you're that's meant to a be big, fit, big playing unit. eighty odd games, uh, a is season. there a picture of him there? Like, uh, is, is well, he noticeably rotund? Yeah, yeah. You, actually, it's a great. I'll put it on our Facebook page. So if you look up three sixty five days of sport radio, if you're listening to this and you haven't mm-hmm. been to our Facebook page, there's a uh, there's a nice little capture when he started in the league to when he finishes at Indiana, where he's okay. noticeably noticeably right. Yeah, he's right, got the right. uh, he's got the roof over the patio, so to speak. I see what you're saying. How yeah. many seasons did you say he? Uh, he played nine in the NBA but that's good yeah that's right he, made, he would have made some decent money yeah. here we go he says uh, but in 2011 he was accused of assaulting a man at a barbecue cookout of all places one could only speculate the reason perhaps the man cut ahead of Miller in the buffet yeah, line yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he played for 18 professional teams between 93 and 2010 he ended up with the Lawton Fort Sill Cavalry whoever mm-hmm. they are seven NBA teams but he played in Greece Serbia Croatia all over he even played for the Harlem Globetrotters really but uh, they sacked him 
because he had no appreciation for it takes mentally and physically to be a globetrotter. But he could have been quite entertaining, like just rolling around. Everyone loves an active fat person running well, around. This it's, is just, it. it's instant comedy. Fat people being active this is funny. This is even funnier, though. Yeah. So when he was with the Phoenix Suns, who drafted him into the league, mm. they used to weigh him quite regularly. And they had oh, yeah. an old-fashioned scale. On the court, they'd weigh him? Like, publicly? Well, I, training. Okay. <laughs> How funny would that be? It's a weigh yeah, on yeah, the yeah, court. Like a biggest loser. Live biggest yeah. loser. Yeah. So um, what he was doing, he was allegedly standing on tiptoes on these old scales. So he was only, mm-hmm. he was only registering about 290 pounds. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when they were on a road trip, somebody thought there was something up. So they went and bought a new scale, which is proper. Yep. And when they weighed him, he came back and it came up 323 pounds. My word. And then uh, Miller came back and said, isn't this ridiculous? How am I going to trick that scale? <laughs> so he knew he was something <laughs> he up. Knew something um, he actually checked into food rehab. Oh, lost forty pounds. Food, food rehab. Food rehab. What's Obviously, it, I think that, that's is, more of a coaching thing. Yeah. You've got to- so, eat more vegetables and okay isn't there another name for that like Weight Watchers yeah, yeah. something like that but he's obviously, he obviously but it's actually an institution you stay in there must have yeah, yeah. Charles, Charles Barkley who was team. a um, teammate of his at Phoenix right. when he started he says sure. Oliver Miller could have been an all star if he'd just learnt two words I'm full I'm full yeah uh, another quote from Barkley in his playing days during the Suns practice Oliver Miller yelled at the backup point guard for not throwing him an alley-oop Barkley chimed in with shut up kid you can't even touch the rim unless they put a Big Mac on it see Barkley this is is getting ferocious yeah now he's more famous as well Uh, when he left he was playing for um, Sacramento Mm. his old team have got one of the most famous mascots the uh, Phoenix Suns have this gorilla that dress up does loads of antics and brilliant but when the Sacramento Kings came into town the gorilla put on about 100 pounds put on a big suit and then dressed up in a King's uniform with number 8 Miller on Oh, yeah. right, right. That could uh, go the wrong way. So yeah. um, after several weight-related antics, mm-hmm. the gorilla tumbled to the floor, couldn't get up, and had to be rolled off the court as the crowd erupted. Even some of the Sacramento Kings players laughed, which was his teammates. Uh, Miller took offense to this and uh, actually tried to sue the uh, really? Phoenix Suns and the gorilla. Yeah. So, so, uh, so where's, where's he at nowadays in his re- retirement? Is he sort of uh, ballooned out even further? Or? He's actually selling cars. In, in Phoenix, okay. funnily enough, in Arizona. The the twist to that story was um, for an obese, black, ugly ape to portray a professional Ooh. African-American basketball player was very offensive. Yeah, that's you're walking a lot yeah. of... There's a lot of problems with that So there one. you go. Okay. So, um, so he's, yeah, he's, uh, he went to jail for pistol-whipping his girlfriend's brother. Ah. So he did it one year out of a five-year, then got released and turned his life around trying to sell cars, trying to make a... Okay. Basketball comeback, apparently. Just but, a moment uh, of madness after getting, moment dropped, of madness. After getting dropped from the Harlem, Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, so uh, in terms of that, yeah. So apparently he's on a straight and narrow now. But yeah, the biggest player ever to play in the NBA. Or the fattest, I should say, not the biggest. You're a world-class athlete, so why, oh, why did you have to go and eat all those pies? Even though Hey, I got contacted by a friend of the show, Ginge Fullen. We met him at the Marvels, uh, and we met him at the Egg oh, Jarping. He I was thought a, Ginge was a Tempen Bowler in Abu Dhabi. Oh, she was called Ginge as she well. She was called Ginge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Danish, the a, Danish a Ginge. Double Ginge. Yeah, anyway, Ginge goes around the world. He wants to be the first person on the planet to reach the highest point of every country in the world. Remember mm. that? Yes. And he also takes part in any world championship he can get involved That's right. in. Yeah, I recall. He just took part in the World Onion Eating Championships. Oh, 
No. <laughs> oh, that yeah. sounds like, why would you, okay, how did he go? He didn't win it. No. He's still not a world champion. He came second in one, um, yeah. but he's still, he's, he he wants to be a world champion at something. Anyway, this is at the Newant Onion Fair. Yes, there is an onion fair in Forrester Dean, Gloucestershire. Competitors have to eat a five ounce peeled raw onion as fast as they can. It's about oh, the size of a green yuck. apple. That's, isn't that painful? Like, do you get, do you start crying because there's uh, the fumes coming back? Well, back he actually said, that, he actually that? says that some people wear nose pegs and yeah. goggles. Yeah. to stop it going through. But, but it um, would still come up the back of the throat and go in the other way, oh, wouldn't it? Oh, yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah. Actually, you could be good at this because you can't smell anything. But onions do this affect... Is, I do, this is your... I do cry. I do tear up when yeah. I'm cutting onions. So you just can't really feel it. Just sort of... Apparently, it's the after effects of onions mm. are the problem that I don't realise. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Sure. Oh, why, why would you want to eat a whole onion? Well, to be a world champion, Rob. So how many rounds is there? Is it... uh, well, there is a qualifying round. So they have two runs of 10 people. Yeah. Top five going to the final and then so you got to eat two onions in a day oh. so Ginge actually told me he, uh, he didn't Yuck. actually make the final the world record or the record time is 59 seconds to eat an onion he reckons he says he tried to imagine that the onion was an apple yeah really nice juicy yeah. apple so he yeah. tried to get in that mindset of trying to do that but he said the taste and the smell so... didn't leave him for three days despite mouthwash yeah, shampoo yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the whole cleansing process yeah, so um, no good the worst thing is if you're not in the top five if you enter the competition and the top five go through the final mm. they make you finish the onion oh <laughs> yes there's no awful. wimping out you will start you so, will so, finish hang on hang on a sec are, are you even momentarily trying to suggest that this is one for me to, to yeah yeah this is it this is how you could be a world champion Rob Have you, are you having a complete laugh well I, I would I'm that, just putting it out there it's, these are my suggestions this is so far down the list this, this is the bottom of the list what worse than well, jousting I don't want to eat it I, I hate do you know how much I hate raw onion I oh. can't even have it on pizza can you nah any form of onion uncooked yeah it's just a alright well disaster. I didn't realise you were there, this anti-onion hugely anti-onion my stance on onions <laughs> Yes. I'm anti. I'm like so. Pauline, you're Pauline Hanson with the burger. So the onion, onion is to you is like Kim Jong Un to Donald Trump. Kim Jong Un, Donald, Donald Trump, the burger to Pauline Hanson. Oh yeah. I'd, li- I'd like to think mine's the least harmful. <laughs> you might smell for a bit. Jin says there's an also there's an adage to never put your body where your mind has not been before. Do you like that? Um, never put your body where, where your, your mind, mind has not been, been before. before. Now that's all well and good, but maybe with physical challenges, but this that kind of... That sounds some... Because he pandy. says this eating an onion is mental, see? This is what he's saying. It's a mental challenge. Yeah. It's a mental piece of stupidity. Do you know what his best line is, though? What? The more stupid you are, the more likely you are to succeed. Well, that's not good. You're rewarding stupidity. Oh, nothing wrong with that. There is a lot wrong with that. That's how Paul and Hanson gets to Parliament. <laughs> That's how Trump is president. So he says there there are no unrealistic goals, only unrealistic deadlines, and he who says it cannot be done should not interrupt the person doing it. Love that. Yeah. Like that. I'll well, good that. luck to you. He still, he still, where did he come in the end, did you say? He didn't get the final. Didn't get the final. But he ate an onion. Yeah, well, he turned up. He did turn up. That's, yeah, yeah. That's half the battle. <laughs> the World Onion Eating Championships, apparently not for Rob. The facts of life, there's a time you gotta go and show you grow and now you know about the facts of life, the facts of life, when the world never seems to be living. 
Uh, so facts of life this week. Twenty third of September is World Batman Day. I don't know why. Are you a why? fan of the that Batman movies, Rob? Particularly the most the uh, ones that um, Chris Nolan made. So it's his uh, Batman Day is in its fourth year. Introduced one of Batman's seventy fifth anniversary this year in honor of Harley Quinn's twenty fifth anniversary. Batman Day will also feature the immensely popular Clown Princess of Crime. Mm. Who burst into her lives when she debuted on Batman the Animated Series? How do you celebrate Batman Day? Book signings, apparently. Comic he, book He's got lots away. of gadgets, Batman. I used yeah. to love the old series, the original TV series, he which just, is he actually just passed away, didn't he? That guy, uh, not long Adam ago. Dale, Adam David, no, Adam West, Adam West. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to love it when they used to walk up buildings on a on a little rope, but all they did was turn the camera turn sideways. The camera sideways. Brilliant, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I tell you what's worth seeing Ooh. is the Batman Lego film. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah. Oh, you know? Yeah. Did you see it? Um, what was the first? The, just a Lego movie with a lot of Batman. I haven't seen the yeah, follow-up. The yet. actual follow-up is really... Oh, well, is it? well, it's quite... Because a Batman, like... The thing is, you always were suspicious about why is he so good when all he's got is a lot of money. You know, how does he actually become an awesome fighter? And they do explain that because he's actually a ninja. Did you know oh, that? Oh, no. He's, he got trained by the League of Nations. What did they call themselves? No. Oh, the, the, the Justice League. Justice League. Yeah, oh, but no, that's different. That's not what I was talking about. Isn't Batman in that? That's not where he got trained to be a ninja. He's oh. in there, but that's after the fact. <laughs> he's already become Batman and then joined the Justice League. Do you think people listen to this? He didn't walk up and say, I want to be the Justice League. And, well, what do you, what do you, what's your story? He goes, I don't know. What do you think? Maybe dress up like a bat. Try that out. Well, it's like that become bloke just, in that other film. Huh? The, uh, when he, he's only invisible, but only if you're not looking. What? <laughs> Have you seen that film? They're called the. They were the alternative super superpowers. They. Uh, it's the stupidest superpower of all time. Yeah, exactly. But it, <laughs> but he couldn't prove it to anyone. <laughs> Apart from at the end of the film, where he actually became invisible because they all looked okay. away. Okay, right. Have you seen that? They, nah. Oh, I can't remember what the film's called. But it, it's uh, they they're these they're these group of superheroes that mm. don't really amount to anything. So what else can you do on Batman Day? There's an activity kit you can get. I don't know what Harley Quinn. That's Harley Quinn's getting a lot of uh, publishing. Yeah. Is this is it is this a clash day of any way, shape, or form? You know, we have, there's a lot of day double. I'd love there to be a clash day. That'd be great. Mm. London's mm. calling and um, rock the Casbah and all that. That'd be brilliant. Yeah. There must be a clash day. Oh no, that's I didn't mean the clash. You should have meant anyway, the clash. Well, that would be. Much right. better. Yeah, yeah, I like the Clash. They're good. Yeah. Well, um, today is the Golden Rose up in uh, Rose Hill on the races. Yeah, I've got uh, Merchant Navy. Have you? To win, yeah. Okay. Is that, so, is, that, is that what you want to talk about? I brought it back to sport then. You're off yeah, the I know. superhero uh, stuff. I've just read about Batman. It's rubbish. <laughs> I, I've got to be honest. It's, I've had enough of Batman. It's, there's no, there, so it's rubbish. Batman you, Day. It's rubbish. Yeah. No, if you was dressed up it. like Batman and do stuff, then, you know, there's a little bit there. Hey, I did receive some information during the week that apparently today yeah. is the world's fastest Rubik's Cube competition. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it. you would have known this. Yeah. Flatmate Bruce sent me the information. Did he? he assumed would be either at it or talking about it. Is it in Melbourne? Well, now to, uh, it must be. I didn't read it. I just read it. No, I can't be asked going to that. Hmm. <laughs> Do you know they call it speed cubing nowadays? That's what he said. That's what speed it was. Speed cubing. I don't yeah, know yeah. what the hell speed cubing is. Oh, there was. you go. See, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. so you know that much. Yeah. Bruce was right. The Australian National Speed Cubing Championships yeah. are on right now at Norwood Secondary College in yeah. Byron Street, Ringwood. Oh, you think I know what beef he's doing after the show? Yeah, I'm off to the Speed Cubing How Nationals. That? How is it possible that someone could have information before you about something as ridiculous as that? Because I've you enlightened... You are the authority. You know why? You, you actually have become the authority. And this is the thing. I've now enlightened everyone's lives. Yeah. And people are now looking for these events. That was even your goal. You, I used to listen to you do yeah. your, your Good Samaritan yeah. spiels on the radio, but he wanted to bring these sports to the world. That's it. And, and now... It, yeah, actually, slowly, you're doing it. I know, it's ridiculous, yeah, I really didn't think you'd, you'd be able to do it. No, But uh, you've got some sort of name for yourself. What, Somebody what? emailed 
told me in the week, yeah, because it was in the UK and it was on TV. Mm. It was the World Speed Golf Championships. Ah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I know so speed golf. The, I heard once that Chris Harris shot an even par. All right, you, you only got three clubs. You got it. Like, you, well, you can take as many clubs as you like, but if yeah. you're running around a golf course, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you know, you need the minimum amount yeah. of uh, baggage, so to speak. I, I think he did it in an hour or something. So I, I think the world's best is something like because what they do, they add your minutes to your strokes and the lowest obviously wins so if you run around the course in 45 minutes and take 70 strokes your score is 115 so you could be slow but good at golf Mm. or you could be fast and shit at golf it's just weighing it up yeah sure Um, so I think somebody won they do a major every year so perhaps it's this world championship Mm. I think somebody ran did 18 holes in 45 minutes and shot 70 18 45 minutes 70 which just that's ridiculous but this is they're actually decent golfers that take fitness a bit yeah. seriously yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard that because of the speed and whatever else there's less time to think and you relax more and and it can work in, you, in some people's favour yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. obviously I'm quite creative so, so don't, I think of lots of scenarios don't where forget my ball might end up going. a lot of golf courses are probably what 6 or 7 Ks yeah probably between that yeah. amount yeah that's right uh, so to do even to run that in 45 minutes is, is not bad it's not bad considering you've got to actually go and play golf you've got to chase your ball if you don't need it straight yeah I mean there's a few par threes that are short but uh, it's like the old chess boxing yeah you know two different regimes that- I think I've seen someone doing speed golf once once ever and it's just it's, it's mental yeah just run, run, run. See, you'd struggle to even do that in a cart. Yeah, <laughs> you would. Mind you, I couldn't shoot 70 either. Nah. If I tried. Nah, nah, nah. I could do nah. it on a um, putt-putt. There's lots to think about in yeah. regard to speed golf. Yeah. So different types of speed what golf. What you were saying, though, people... Mm emailing us to say do you know about this and this is more and more frequent and like I say Bruce is surprised that we're not at the Australian National Speed Cubing Championship he's surprised that you're not (laughs) yeah yeah true (laughs) he's he's probably more surprised I'm not sitting there watching the horses right now yeah well no doubt with a pint but that's happening very short alright well it's Saturday you just I'll forgive you for that is that a wrap to another fantastic show Uh, it's been a great show. Oh, I've enjoyed today. It's been oh, fun. Good. Oh, pleasure. Yeah. And thank you as well for entertaining me. Oh, yeah. my pleasure. Try and do it best giving. I can, week in, week out. So before giving. we go, we just got to thank Masita officially. <laughs> the best sportswear in Australia. If you've got a soccer team, basketball team, any sports team at all, Quidditch, Gaelic football, Ultimate Frisbee, get in touch with masita.com.au and they will satisfy all your team wear needs. 365 Days of Sport. We'll see you next week. So please sleep sound Oh my love, I'm devoted to you all year round Three, six, five Three, sixty, five Three, six, five Three, sixty, five